Hey, it's Toby from Heavyweight MMA. Today with South African MMA fighter Chad Hanacom before his big Dunaway Contender Series fight coming up in a week. How are you, man? Hey, Toby. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time. Um, I really appreciate this. No problem, man. Man, um, you have this fight coming up against Cam Ralston, who's an Australian training out of CKB in New Zealand. Uh, brings to my head the fact that we're rugby nations, and a few of the rugby nations are doing really well in MMA. Do you think there's any sort of reason for that? Maybe the physicality of the sport's kind of similar in a way to MMA? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I myself come from a, a strong rugby background and actually played professional rugby myself, so... I think the the carryover from the physicality and just like the mental fortitude and the training and the resilience that comes with rugby and the 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 program and the competitiveness within like you say our rugby playing nations I think that's it's got a strong carryover to mixed martial arts that's it, man. Do you th think of that at all when you think of uh, competing against an Australian? Do you ever think of that as a bit of a rivalry that's kind of been going for a long time? You know what, man? Like, I, I actually really like Australians. I mean, I think South Africans and Australians, we have such a, a crazy rivalry, whether it be in, um, whether it's rugby, whether it's cricket, like, we have such... Um, competitive rivalry over the years and just through history and i think it's just because as people were so similar um family orientated hard working nose to the ground those kinds of people so i really like australian people in general um hope you guys feel the same um but yeah i i, I do I, I do think about it it does cross my mind and i think it just brings an extra little bit of edge because I mean, like whether you were donning the the green and gold Springbok jersey or the golden green Wallaby jersey, this has no difference. I mean, um, we're stepping out into battle the same way as we would on the rugby field. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually, man. Um, I was just um, also looking up, speaking of rugby analogies, man, I was looking up the old um, history of Australia uh, versus the Springboks in the rugby, and I noted that yeah. um, games that were not, uh, that were in neutral territory, that Australia won them all. So I'm thinking this might uh, work against you in the fight. What do you think? <laughs> oh, Toby, I think that's a little biased, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's see. I think um how did that end up with the all blacks and the Springboks on Friday at Twickenham? So yeah. let's hope that history's on my side. And actually, yeah, if we look at the last game, you guys did pretty well. So yeah, I guess I guess we can see how it goes with the fight. Man. There's history, there's history, and then there's also momentum. So let's hope momentum is on my side. That's it. That's it, man. Anyway, to the fight, man, UFC Dunaway Contender Series fighting Cam Ralston, who's training out of CKB at the moment. Um, this is kind of a change for, for both of you. You know, in your own country, your own area, you're like king of the cage. You're the guys that are at the top of the game. But now you're going to the bigger game. It's kind of like starting again, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I think um, for him, more so than for me, because... Um, I've been fighting international competition from my very, from my second professional fight. I fought against guys from SPG Island. Um, I've traveled abroad and trained and I've been fighting out of my country um, since my third professional fight. So 
Um, for me, it's uh, it's more of the same, really. It, it wouldn't matter the the platform or promotion. Every single fight that I've had since my third professional fight, I fought in the States before. I fought all over the world. I fought in Europe, um, in Asia. So I think for him, it's going to be more of a change in terms of it's the first time he's stepping off, per se, call it home soil, whether it's New Zealand where he's based and training or Australia. Um, I think the change is going to be more for him. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean anything. So, so for you, man, do you feel like it's just another fight or do you feel like more added pressure because of the outcomes, the potential outcomes that can come from that fight? The pressure that I feel is not based um, surrounding the outcome of the fight and the potential outcome of the implications thereof. I think the pressure comes more from my internal pressure that I put on myself to I put in so much work into into what I do. I really am truly a dedicated martial artist. So um I'm training the same whether I'm in camp or not. I'm I'm putting in the same amount of hours to pursue this journey and dream of mine because I truly do love martial arts and I'm grateful to be able to do what I do. So the pressure is more internal for myself to be able to when I compete to be a better version of myself than I previously was. So I'm just holding myself accountable to a higher level of competition so that I'm able to perform to the level that I'm holding myself to. Man, that, that's interesting because there's definitely a bit of added pressure in the contender sort of series fights. Um, do you know Farjack Jenkins? He's an Australian fighter uh, out of Melbourne. I was talking to him recently uh, and, and he was talking to Jimmy Crude who said to him, you know, in this in this sort of contender series, you, you don't just need to win. You need to like put on a show to in a sense to try to, you know, impress them to get you into that next level. Um, do you think that adds anything to it for you or not really? No, not at all. I mean, it's actually something um, I've discussed with my coach um, and something that we're really aware of that, You've basically got to do what got you to the dance at the end of the day, and you can't go out there and now change things um, just to suit the audience. Because at the end of the day, if you've been if you've been doing something that's made you successful and gotten the eyes on you, then why would you change it all of a sudden and now start doing something completely different just to be able to um, impress? an audience or a different audience and i mean some people may see it that way and they may see it as their opportunity to to do so but for me um i'm just going there to do my job and irrespective of the platform the promotion or what's at stake i'm going there to do my job to perform and to ultimately win because that's what matters to me I think your your sort of style would lend itself to being exciting anyway, right? Because you are you are a pretty exciting fighter, so it'll lend itself to the bright result if you do get that win. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You mentioned something about not really changing your approach because you're a, a lifetime martial artist and you keep 
keep training, whatnot. When you approach a, a certain opponent, do you change your your game plan and training at all, or you just drift along the same as you've been doing? For me, um, like this game is always changing, and it, it's it's so crazy because so often we see the you train if 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 you're in a habit of training for a specific opponent how often we see guys getting last minute replacements and then it completely throws them off their tracks so for me it's less um less so of training for a specific opponent um i have a specific style and as we see in all other sports is when you get to the highest level of any sport it's the person who's able to show up on the day and impose their call it game plan or their will or their intention on their opponents and successfully do so over the allotted time of competition. So for me, I take into account certain things, obviously, that any opponent would perhaps be stronger or weaker at and look to capitalize on those openings and opportunities. But I have a set style and I have a set style that I think is pretty concrete and bulletproof for success and it's adaptable enough to take the fight to um to be in my favor and successful if need be nice man obviously the the ckb name is uh you know first and and forefront in the game of ufc at the moment we've got some great fighters that are coming out of there um does that come into your mind at all like when when you're facing an opponent from ckb they obviously have have a lot of skill as far as game plans go and they have a certain style about a lot of their fighters. For sure. I think I I have a lot of respect for city kickboxing um, and them being a smaller nation like Australia and South Africa and doing what they're doing now. It's, it's really uplifting for all of us and it's a positive thing and I love the style of city kickboxing. Um, I have massive respect for, obviously, for their coach and for all the athletes coming up through there. Um, I don't think that it plays too much into a role of what, of of how I think. Like I said, my game is my game, and what I'm going to do and try execute will always be what I do and how I stay true to myself. Um, and saying that also, I don't think that, I mean, I mean, my opponent, he's uh, fairly new to the the city kickboxing team. Um, his original DNA is not born and bred through New Zealand and through the city kickboxing routes. And I think the pressures on him to be able to perform and to go out there and almost prove himself worthy to himself and to his team because there's a lot of guys there making massive waves and he's not on the top of that picking order and he's trying to he's trying to prove himself and try and prove his way into that team and actually trying to find recognition for himself um so i think that's also going to put massive pressure on him when he feels the big show in saying that, man, what do you kind of expect from him? Obviously, we can all see different fights of cams online. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh man, I think he's a really he's got a lot of potential and he's he's got a lot of skill. Um, but in saying that, he's been the big dog in the small yard, and having 
City Kickboxing's name behind him. He goes into a lot of fights and just having that name and that momentum behind you of that CKB, it's when you're on the local circuit, I know because I've had the same sort of experiences coming up through amateurs and through my early pro career is that you go into a fight and your opponents already almost have this respect and fear for you. Um, and like I said, I don't think he's faced anyone from an international standard or international caliber. Um, he hasn't traveled much to compete either. Um, and that's always an eye-opening experience when you when you meet your first sort of international opponent and adversary. Um, just the actual, the traveling and the weight cut while traveling and being away from home and being away from your comforts and being away from your team and having to do this, it's it, it brings a different element to it. Um, and yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think the pressure's on him to go out there and perform because if I'm not mistaken, some of the guys that are just above him on the pecking order have just received contracts to fight on the card that's that weekend in Sydney um, for CKB. So he has the pressure on him to go out there and perform. And I think he's going to be nervous. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a point. Um, in saying that, man, obviously your experiences, um, an advantage of yours also just looking at the two of you, I'd say, um, your athleticism, um, explosiveness and power and, and grappling would be an edge. Do you feel that as well? Yes, sir. Thank you. Definitely. Um, I do believe so. I think I've faced, um, a lot stiffer competition, um, so I've got a lot of experience with that. But in saying that, when it comes down to it on the night, uh, it, it's me versus him and anything can happen. And I have absolute respect for his skill sets and what he's going to bring to the table on that night. And a fight's a fight and he's there for a reason and I'm there for a reason. And we both have our why and we both have what we're looking to execute. But like that um i think his skill sets is good but he hasn't he hasn't faced enough adversity in the cage to be able to execute under pressure um i think he's long and rangy but i still think he's trying to figure that out um in mixed martial arts i think he's got more idea of his range and and his his looks and what he does with big gloves on but also in saying that he's he's also been hurt a lot on the feet and he he seems to get tagged a lot even with the big gloves on um even if you look at his last kickboxing match uh, he points to the center of the ring and he he wants to stand and trade with someone who's a lot smaller um a lot less explosive than I am and doesn't have the ability that I do and that man's able to hurt him and almost put him out if that fight had gone a couple seconds longer who knows what would have happened and who would have won that tournament so but it it all comes down to it on the night I mean one of us one of us is going to be victorious both of us are going to show up it's going to be who can implement and impose themselves on the other most effectively over 15 minutes Amen. Hey, um, you you've mentioned in interviews about your coach Richie Kwan. 
Um, I'm just wondering about his background. Does he have a have a Chinese background? Um, yeah. So Rich is actually he he lived and grew up in Thailand and Malaysia, and he has a a massive Muay Thai background. Um, so that's actually how his martial arts journey started. He's a well-traveled man. He lived in Dubai and then he lived over in Orange County in California um, before moving across to South Africa and actually starting the whole mixed martial arts scene here. And yeah, he has a, he has a crazy eye for the game and um, I'm really excited to be able to, if all goes well, to be able to put his name more on the map like he deserves because like um city kickboxing's head coach um um Eugene coach Eugene, I think yeah coach Eugene I think he like all these guys um like Volk's coach and Rich and Eugene like these guys really deserve more accolades because they're taking guys from a very small pool and being able to actually create champions from a very small pool of of selection so i'd like to be able to put his name on the map more than it already is having he's he's been with bellator champions um in chris cyborg and that kind of thing so yeah i mean rich is well traveled he's well versed and he, he's different like he's a beast nice nice Man, also leading up to the interview, I was just thinking of a few of the South African um, like combat uh, fighters that have been around over the over the years, and one that popped to mind was Mike Bernardo. I used to watch a lot of K1 back in the day, and um, he was an impressive fighter, had wins over the biggest names in, in K1. And uh, one thing that popped into my head was one of his tactics. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but he used to um, – it's a couple of times he kissed the opponent when they were face to face before the fight to kind of throw them off. I was wondering if it was something that's common to South African fighters. He might employ that or not. Can we expect that? <laughs> you could hundred percent not expect that from me. <laughs> that hundred percent will not happen. Um, yeah, that's a uh, that's quite something. I, w- I wasn't aware of it. I'm I'm aware of Bucky's Buddha doing something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a weird coincidence probably because i've been searching you and a few other fighters mike bernardo has popped up on my phone while i was waiting and i had him i had him kissing um who was it i oh, i can't remember the names he it was uh marie smith he kissed marie smith and he and i remember he actually also did it to another fighter as well so uh, jerome labana he also kissed jerome labana so it's just a funny thing that popped up to my mind when talking to a south african fighter that's all <laughs> That's so crazy. It hundred percent won't happen from me. I promise. Perfect, perfect. In no circumstance ever. <laughs> perfect, perfect, man. And and talking about South Africa, obviously, um, a different part of the world than than we're used to. Would you be able to talk a little bit about like the martial arts scene over there, and like how you came up in the scene, and what's available to people to train over there? What's the popularity of martial arts in in South Africa, etc.? I think in the Southern Hemisphere and in our nations, like you spoke earlier, in general, I think the the popularity is seeming to get or, or seeming to grow exponentially at the minute with, with UFC being more available um, on broadcast channels, but also because there is more fighters now that are actually doing really well, like guys like 
um, Volk and and Israel and a couple of the other guys. So I think they bring a lot of positive attention because they're also good role models for youngsters growing up in the game. Um, also, just the the impact of social media and their presence online that also brings that. So in South Africa, the the mixed martial arts scene is really booming at the minute and. Um, there's really strong jiu-jitsu connections um, coming out of South Africa as well with guys. Um, one of my main um, training partners who's moved over to Texas and he now trains um, with Gordon Ryan. And so we have really good things coming over here. And there's a lot of popularity, especially in the in the jiu-jitsu scene, wrestling scene. And the amateur MMA scene as well is growing. Um, EFC Africa is the 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 local promotion, uh, local professional promotion, which has been around for quite a while. And they're also creating some good guys that are coming through the ranks now. So I think it's really positive. Um, I think the guys now in all our countries, like Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, they're learning that we're able to compete at the highest level and we we have a platform to believe in now to be able to shift across to global promotions as many of us are doing. So I think it's it's all in a good space. Yeah, man, it's amazing because everyone I talk to, I kind of I kind of even push a little bit for them to say that they should be training somewhere else, uh, you know, to to improve their wrestling skills, especially because we're traditionally stand-up uh, countries, right? And um, they sure. nearly all unanimously say that we have what we need in our country now, which is a good thing. Good to hear. You know, obviously you can you can always improve. You can take things from other countries, but all of them feel that their gym in particular is providing with enough skills to you know progress in MMA. So that's cool. Yeah, that that's really important for me, and um, that sort of loyalty and self belief within themselves, but also in their coach and their team. Um, you see guys like Conor McGregor um, having come through the ranks and been loyal with John Kavanaugh and SPG and remaining loyal throughout that whole career and same as um, with Izzy and and Eugene and City Kickboxing and the same as Volk. So I, I really, I respect that sort of thing and I intend on doing the same thing. I mean, I, I've traveled with my coach to to everywhere um to train we've been to thailand um and we've lived and trained in thailand we've been to all all camps overseas we've been um to the states to att we've been with um coach henry hooft and spent time with him um over there and we've been to the big grappling gyms with um henzo gracie and john danaher and as well in New York with Marcelo Garcia. So we've trained and we've seen, but we still come home and, and we stay here and we believe in the system and what we have here and at our disposal. Nice, man. And um, obviously, Dreykus Duplessis is um, making a name for himself in UFC, a big part of the South African MMA. I've noticed that you've uh, been connected to him for some time as well, right? Um, yeah, it's basically, um, our gym and their gym is like, um, the local rivalry. So the history goes 
way back since the inception of our local promotions and before him and I even existed within this game. So those are just deep-rooted um, rivalries that go way back. And obviously just because we're the current um, flag bearers of those respective gyms that we somehow get linked together. But um, yeah, it's he's doing really well for himself. Um, he's got some big things lined up. But when when it comes to that sort of like like loyalty to to a country or to a thing i'm more i'm more loyal to the globalization of what fighting is and what individual fighters stand for and who they are as people because at the end of the day we're all humans and we we should all stand for for good things and good morals and good beliefs more so than um just pure um loyalty to countries if that makes sense yeah that's a point but it obviously brings a bit of fun to the game you got to root for one side or the other right and it kind of it makes it a bit more interesting when there's some sort of rivalries in place right of course of course and on that man um obviously there's been that talk Drakus Duplessis and Izzy talking about who's African and all this sort of thing well um you know giraffes are known as an animal that's come from uh from Africa Cameron Rouston's the battle giraffe. You're from Africa. This is the battle of the Serengeti, man. You two, who's the real African? Um, give me your prediction on the fight, man. The battle of the Serengeti, who's going to win? I believe I'll win. I believe that there'll come a moment where he just, the, the, the pressure just becomes too much. Um when he feels me, I don't think he's going to have fault what I'm going to bring on the night. And he's probably saying the exact same thing, but I've seen more and, and been more places. And like I said, no disrespect to to him as an athlete or a fighter, or I'm not looking past anything because at any stage, anything can happen. But I just think I'm... At the moment, I'm just better rounded and got more experience. And I'm just going to bring tools that just disarm him and don't give him what he's able to do to to get going on the night. So I think a first or second round TKO submission, yeah. Nice, man. Well, I uh, thank you very much for for your time and also, uh, you know, obviously giving your time to to an Aussie as well. So uh, thank you very much. I look forward to your success. Wishing you both the best of both both the best of luck and uh, yeah, wishing you a good fight on the night. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. 